What it do, colorful people? Welcome to the Rainbow Bunch, a colorful podcast with colorful people talking about colorful things. I am Raven. I am Dana. And I'm Barry. And again, this is the Rainbow Bunch podcast. And Dana, put some respect on your name. It's Dana MFA, Masters of Fine Arts. Masters of Fine Arts. Yes, let's talk about because only God brought me through that, okay? Because that degree. Mm. Put some respect on your name. I have 20 Ooh. photos of you. <laughs> Honestly, the group message all of a sudden started blowing up. I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, Raven, 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 Raven. I was like, Maybe okay. Pink auntie. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. And let me tell you, I need to use some of those pictures, please, because I was too in the moment to take anything. So I was going to ask you if I could put it on the Instagram page. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Thank yes. You. Thank you. Uh, our very own Dana has a master's in fine arts, specifically with poetry. Yes. Yes. That is me. <laughs> we, have a, we have a master in our presence. We do. Oh my we gosh, do. you should you should tell people but like my name is Master Dana. <laughs> Master. You can call me Master. <laughs> Trust me, I thought about I, well I'm not gonna tell that here, but I thought about <laughs> making a different display name, have okay. something to incorporate that with it as well. But you better. I won't say what it is because that might be a lot and there might be some people that might try to find me. So here we are. <laughs> okay. I found you on what? <laughs> you know, the socials. So that's why I'm the back much. end of the dark it web. It clicked for me. It clicked. <laughs> <laughs> the dark web. Did you say the dark web? Honey, you in the shit? (laughs) I need to find me a spot in the dark web. Sure, I am the dark web. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. More pictures of Dana. (laughs) We have all the pictures of Dana just sitting there looking fabulous and gorgeous. Also, thank y'all for supporting me. I just love y'all always. There's nothing to oh, think If I didn't about. show up, you would have handed my ass to me. <laughs> you are awesome. I'm so sorry about the thesis reading. I got home hella late. It is okay. Trust me. There was enough happening. I get it. Also, if y'all want a little video clip, I have that as well. One of my friends also recorded me. So, boom, bow, pow. Can we, that. just for a minute, I just want to shout out to Amanda putting herself on video. <laughs> During the graduation, <laughs> that you were like you were the main highlight, but Amanda was like right there, right there a second, because <laughs> her in the kitchen just cooking had me falling out, rolling, rolling. Myself, I'm so me. mad that I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it was she popped up. Literally, Dana started talking, and then I look. And Amanda popped up right next to Day, and I was like, "Is that, is that Amanda?" <laughs> and I look, and she just—it's Amanda's classic face, just chefing, <laughs> just chefing. <laughs> okay, okay. Here we are. All right. Uh, enough of our shenanigans, Brother Barry. Do you have the verse of the week for us? I do, y'all. And I found this one like ugh, 
And I feel like it's really close to home. So I don't think it really needs much talking about it. So hopefully you take this with you in power. Psalms 29, verse 11. Psalm 29, 11. And it reads, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Oh, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Because I mean, y'all... I really needed that. <laughs> I really needed that. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little help. You need a little support. That strength is warmly appreciated. And, you know, peace is something that I think we all are reflecting on, especially as we move into the Biden presidency. Amen. 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 So, so that's where we're at. And I think everyone should take that with them in power and just, you know, keep moving throughout the world with that. Remember that the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Amen. Yeah. Especially after like this past couple of weeks, cause we didn't, we haven't recorded since we recorded that Friday or that, yeah, that Friday before the insurrection. <laughs> yes! Oh my god! This thing. Oh, we haven't even discussed that. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Do you Ooh. know what's wild? I was listening to our very first episode, and we talked about the people. Bar- yes, Barry. We talked about the people storming the state capitals, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is eerie. <laughs> this is so yes. eerie." Like, I. And the thing is, for me personally, I don't fully think this is over just because of everything that's going on. So, yeah, and especially, you know, Louisiana and North Carolina being the places that they are, the positions that they are, and the people that are there as well that are disgruntled about their former leader or whatever with his new Patriot Party that he's going to try to start. Um, All of that... Is just a hot mess. And then the fact that they're still going to try to, I don't, what is the point? What is the point? Honestly, what is the point anymore about all of this? Because it's over. It's been over since the beginning. It's over. The main, the main threat that I've been seeing and like it, that's, I couldn't put it into words, but somebody did. It's basically the threat to their power is what's freaking them out. Oh, absolutely. Because they're becoming the minority and I love it. I love to see it. I love to see it. And they're so afraid of being treated the way they treat other people. Being equals. Boom. 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 That's it. I'm excited to talk about this because I think a part of the topic today kind of deals with this. But like, I don't believe giving someone rights someone else power takes away mine exactly yeah it shouldn't that that how, how does that affect you if you're giving somebody else right to power yeah or strength or access to these things and especially having access to these things because even it goes back to that conversation about canceling student loan debt people are like well I've already paid mine so no one else should have theirs you know wiped and it's like how are you going to talk about everyone else 
in this moment, because everyone is struggling with this at this point in this society, versus one. While there should be some type of incentive, yes, for the people who paid, whatever, whatever, there also needs to be a cancellation because at this point, it's absolutely outrageous. So one of my friend's dad, he had to, he paid off his student loans. He's like a very high, like high level nurse, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he said that, he said that while I was there. And so (laughs) this is how I know this man loves me because he could have easily just kicked me out. And so so I go, well, you, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want your kid to be in debt, right? He was like, absolutely not. I said, well, the same goes for everybody else. They don't want their kids to be in debt. So why is it a bad thing if everybody else is no longer in debt, but you want anybody else to be in debt? Right now, you're just looking like a bad dad. I was like, you don't want the same things that happen to you happen to your kids. So why? Like, you just look like a bad dad. He goes, I'm going to go get a hot dog <laughs> and walk <laughs> off. What is it with people and hot dogs today? I don't know, but that hot dog I ate was fantastic. Okay. I want a hot dog. It wasn't dressed fully the way I wanted to because I was missing some chili, but it was good. I had a little jalapenos on there, just a little, you know. You bring the girls to New Orleans one time and she starts talking about sandwiches being dressed. <laughs> Not dressed. <laughs> but really, though, dressed. You're right. You're right. I'm into it. I am so into it. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to continue on our conversation from last week talking about love, sex, and dating within the LGBT community. Woo. Woo is right. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. So I revisited what we recorded last time. Um, And I think it was so interesting because like we talked a lot about I think we kind of tiptoed around this topic, but I really want to talk about communication today. And I, one of the things that I started to discover was that communication is something that's really important. And one of the things that I want to ask you two is, how do you communicate what your intentions are to a prospective, you know, entanglement, if you will, <laughs> or, or a prospective girlfriend, boyfriend, human, husband, wife, etc. How do you ex- hook up? How do you express to these people, you know, like these are my intentions? So before I would usually drunk text. So take what I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But is, I mean, is there a way thinking on like the thinking for in the future? Is there something that you plan on doing the next time you are interested in someone? Like when you're at work and someone comes up to you, I know it seems a bit messy at work, but like someone comes up to you and they're like, hi, hello. And you're like, oh, hi. <laughs> you know, like, what does this conversation look like? Yeah. Um, so for me, I found that one, um, I don't, I don't understand, nor do I know when I'm being flirted with. So I, I've, I'm finding now that when I have, feelings for somebody or if somebody has feelings with me I need to be extremely blunt um like hey uh uh, like hey um so are you interested in me in like a romantic way like where is this going I'm not sure and just being upfront because I tell all my friends and like even people who 
I hear through the grapevine may be interested in me. Like, how do, listen, I don't know how to navigate this. Uh, dating is new to me. So, so please just tell me what you need and what you want. And I'll tell you what I need and what I want. Like just being extremely blunt because that is the only way that I really know how to communicate at this point. For me, it's saying stuff when I don't necessarily want to. Because a lot of times I feel like people should automatically know how I feel, even though I know that that's something I have to work on. Um, But especially with a prospective person that you're thinking about talking in any type of capacity, it's important to know what you want first. Because I feel like that's where a lot of problematic stuff occurs is we're not honest with ourselves. So even if you're on the socials, if you're on whatever, if you are looking strictly for a hookup, then be honest and be like, this is what I want. If you want a serious relationship, being able to communicate and also not waste your own time, because the thing is, you can't change someone. So there is no point in trying to stay around thinking that because you can offer X, Y, and Z, that this person is going to magically fall in love with you and want to commit to you. So, you know, just being comfortable and being able to say, like, I might not know what I want right now, but I'm interested in getting to know you better. I feel like that's important. And also being able to say, this isn't working for me. This is no longer serving me. I no longer feel comfortable with this situation. And, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. That's also something that I feel like is missing with this generation because everything is so fast paced that we're able to leave whenever we want to without saying anything for the most part, also known as ghosting, which some situations can be acceptable for me. Oh, how do y'all feel about ghosting? I think it's the most disrespectful thing anyone could ever do to another human being ever in life. Uh, uh, I, I think me and Barry are both speaking from experience. It sucks. <laughs> it, it, it sucks being on the receiving end, but I also understand where people ghost um, in certain situations. Like if it's, if it's a danger to them, like, okay, I'm not going to talk to this person because they were a detriment to my health. Let me not even respond back. But I know Barry feels like I could tell by your face you feel a way. Um, but that I understand more more so than somebody be like, oh, I'm not interested. I don't feel like talking with them. Let me just ghost them. That makes no sense. Bless you again. <laughs> God bless you, Dana. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Clearly, I need all the blessings right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sneezy McGee over there. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I actually really just encountered this. I don't remember if we have talked about this formally on the podcast or not, but I was just recently seeing someone. And uh, um, I decided to text that person one day and say, like, hey, where is this going? Is this heading towards a relationship or what's going on? And he essentially responded, hey, you know what? I'm actually not looking for a relationship right now. I just kind of hope to have a friendship. I do like you, but I I'm, I just want to keep it out of friendship. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I think I can make that happen. I think that it exists inside of me to just be friends with this human being. So I saw him again a couple of times and 
in front of me, he kissed other people. And that hurt, you know, relationship. Yeah, relationship or not, that hurt, really hurt my feelings. And I would hope that he would have understood that that was going to hurt my feelings. Whether or not we were in a relationship or not, he knew that I had feelings. Um, So, you know, like for me, that was harmful to my spirit. And then after he kisses another guy in front of me, he calls me the next day and he says, I just tested positive for COVID-19. And I like, I, it felt like (laughs) the most intense feeling of my life to feel not only disrespected because this, this person that I really liked was kissing someone else in front of me, but like, then he exposed me to the virus and he knew that he was exposed to someone who else who tested positive and he didn't tell me before I saw him. So then I think he, at that time, I felt like he also put my life in danger, you know? So like in multiple ways, like I think I should disconnect this friendship. Now, should I have ghosted him? I think this is a case where you should have ghosted him. Um, if you didn't ghost him, I just, you know, I'm 45 minutes away. All I need is an address. That's it. That's it. Because <laughs> I, listen, they may not all live in the state, but I still got goons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that whole situation, okay. I feel like also it needs to be said that some of the worst heartbreaks can come from people that you're not fully in a relationship with. Because the it's still- absolute worst. <laughs> And we don't give enough credibility to the moment of like we're not in relationship but we're maneuvering like we're in a relationship like what is this what are we what are we not um the fact that he exposed you essentially two different times uh, i don't even know how to process the heat cut coming him from my off body. and cut him <laughs> sniff 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 agree you were talking about like oh you go oh i was just about to say because if you can't even care enough about my health which is me and me being here to even think about being around you then you don't care at all and we have nothing else to talk about like ever so yeah for me i personally i know this might not be the best but at least you know, maybe send a little snarky message and then be like, okay, this is done. Block him on everything. And then block. <laughs> no, Dana, you were talking about how like heartbreak for people who you were in relationships is the absolute worst. That Ooh. happened to be last year, right before we went into lockdown. I don't know if I texted y'all, but I distinctly remember texting um, one of my line sisters and like two of my other friends. Because, like, maybe, like, two weeks beforehand, saw the, like, talking to this girl, see a picture of her with, like, see a picture that her ex uploaded of them two <laughs> together. And I immediately sent it to them. I was like, I am so heartbroken. My last sister's just like, hey, I, are you really okay? I said, not even gonna lie, I cried a little bit. Like, this kind of hurts. Like, I don't know why this one hurts so much, but this hurts. she's like it's okay if I need to cut somebody I will I said no cutting no cutting just (laughs) I need to be (laughs) 
but maybe just a little bit of cutting. You know what I mean? Just like a little <laughs> one, two, one, two, something slight. But we can't cut other people, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot. I get it. I get it. But I feel like, especially in those situations, it might not be that y'all are meant to be in a relationship, but also honoring the fact of it is what it is. Like, it doesn't need to be called a relationship for it to have been a relationship and to give honor to the fact of what it was. And y'all clearly had a connection on some type of level. But then when the communication broke down or there was none, then that's another thing. So even for me, like recently, like when to communicate I love you was something that like was weird to navigate. Yes, it happened. Uh, it did happen let me tell you yeah 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 my heart is so full we're all softies now that's what's happening the older you get but like the older I feel like I'm becoming (laughs) I came out soft (laughs) I still got my soft spot come on now just a little something something. because you know there's already like the cultural social not expectation but like the timeline of when it's supposed to happen so for instance like when do y'all think it's too early to say i love you or when do you think it's the time what did you say day one (laughs) day one is too early everything after that is moderately okay i'm kind of with that (laughs) okay okay so when would you Well, this is what I'll this is what I'll, I'd say, you know, it's that moment when you look into that person's eyes and you know that like if anything were to kind of like remove them from your ability to care for them, I think that's what. For me that's my moment where I'm like okay, I love this person. You know, like yeah. if anything were to separate us, if they were to have to move away all of a sudden and I would feel hurt that means that I probably love that person, you know? Mine is always, like, and this is this is including, like, friendship. Like, if I can't, if my life would decrease, not decrease in value, but, like, decrease in, like, how great it is and, like, the joy it is, then, yeah, I, 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 have, I love you. I have love for you as a friend romantically I can't say like in a romantic sense what the timeline would be I definitely know like it's a definite feeling that you get uh because there have been a couple times where I just be like uh nope <laughs> and it worked out <laughs> and it worked out but I think I think it is a feeling and and you'll know it when you feel it yeah yeah because even what for- was yeah, tell us. Tell us what the defining factor is. I needed your I need yours. Cause I, I want to hear this. For me, I know this is gonna sound like really artsy and like weird and whatever, but the thing is In effect. you have a thank you. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Everything starts looking kind of different. And like you can't wait to talk to this person. You wonder how they're doing, like, when you're apart. You can't wait to get back together again. Like, music even starts sounding different. Like, you're able to listen to the love songs and not want to throw up in your mouth. 
Also, you're not dreading <laughs> it to the like last second of the song. You're not making fun of it as much unless, you know, that's who you are, like myself. Um, it's all of these things. And it's really like caring about the other person's well-being. Like you want them to be well. You want them to have the best most fulfilling life possible and then even the thing is like there are moments I was like is it love like is it not love and it's like even if we didn't work it I would still want them to be the best thing that they could be and that's how I knew when you love someone do you give them love like is it something that is is measurable is it something that like you can count in hours and and you know happiness and joy I, I don't know what do you think that's a fantastic question um I want to say love isn't measurable but you can pinpoint at a certain point in time if you when when you fall in love with somebody and then on the flip side when you fell out of love with somebody so maybe it's not measurable by like how much maybe in like at one point in time maybe it's that I don't know Yeah, I was going to answer both. So like with our human minds, I don't feel like we could be in love without trying to like quantify in some type of way or, you know, some type of understanding. So it was like on this day, that's why anniversaries are so important for some people is because we try to find ways to measure or to count or, you know, just find a way to understand like how much we are feeling but especially if we're feeling for another person so and then at the same token it's like none of this can be measured (laughs) like we're all just winging it we all you know are going off of like what we feel most of us with maybe a little bit of logic thrown in there as much as we can you know (laughs) try to suffer through but Yes, I do, and I don't believe that it can be measured. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because I hear people say things all the time like, well, I gave that person my love. You know, like I gave them love. I gave them that. And like, I I hear, I've heard it several times recently where someone said, you know, like, well, I, I gave that person my love and like they just didn't give it back or something. And I'm just like, woof how is it something that you can give away? Is it not something that you have all the time that people don't, aren't graced with, you know? Like you can't give away your beauty. You can't give away your, your, your light, you know? People can experience it. They can experience your love. But I don't think people can take it away from you, if that makes sense. And I don't think you can take anyone else's away from them. I think everything is, is, based off of some type of spirit that is the love that exudes from you and that exudes from other people that you can soak in like the sun, but it never dies, you know, and it can never be taken apart and, and divvied. I don't know. Yeah. That was poetic. That Um, was. (laughs) Oh, I need to get my MFA. Yes, yes. And put them credentials on your name. <laughs> Master Barry and Master Dana. <laughs> I, I always get so baffled when people say like I gave my love away and and my 
I think it just depends on the person. But if I give love away, I'm not expecting it back. Like it's 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 an experience, and that's something that you can say. That's something that I could say. Like but also, it, that's it, maturity speaking as well. That love is an experience versus just like a commodity because so many people are like I gave you love so you're supposed to give me love in return I gave you this this is what I want in return and then also I think it's important even if you don't believe in like your love language and all that other stuff and it's good to see how you do receive love or give love because then you know like if I'm not a gift-giving person then that's not number one on my list. I just want you to sit here and cuddle me. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I need. That's how I feel love. I don't feel it by you just picking up Skittles from the store. Oh, maybe we could do that for next week. All of us do love languages because I completely forgot mine. I'm so interested in that. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love, see what I did there? I, I see what you did. You're dropping it. You're dropping it. Um, well, th- <laughs> I, I, I want to focus on one thing that we haven't really talked about, and it always becomes the elephant in the room, especially for me. It's one of the topics that I'm most uncomfortable by, but recently I'm trying really hard to, um, to feel more comfortable and to be a little more explicit in this world where we're allowed to nowadays. And it's encouraged that we have these conversations, especially with the people that we love, sex. If you're under 18 run away, go away, bye-bye. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they kind of they kind of need to hear this because guess who also needs to hear this because I didn't get that gay talk when I was younger. Okay, home truths then. Wake up, home girl. Wake up, homeboy. Wake up, home anybody and everybody because it's about to get a little real. So one thing that I would say is like, I know why I am averse from sex, why I run away from it. And it's because I don't feel like there's love in it when someone just wants to have a hookup. Um, Or if, you know, I'm seeing someone or in an entanglement and they start pushing towards sex, I push away until I know for sure that they 100% are head over heels in love with me. And if I don't feel like it's there, it's not happening. I mean, do you all find anything similar anything drastically different i'm kind of like you barry um but with the sense of uh i i i do feel that like you know if i'm really interested in somebody um uh, I, I would want like really like i need to know that okay this is me and you for like at least a good little while, you know? Um, but also just as a safety measure because I don't know who you're having sex with. And I don't, I don't, most likely I don't know the other people. Um, and I don't want to catch whatever they may catch, whatever you may catch. Uh, and then the other flip side is I don't like people touching me. Like I only, it's, it's very specific people who are, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> It's very specific people who I allow to touch me, who I allow myself to even get affectionate with and vice versa. Um, I got one friend, shout out to Jolene. It's only up until like a couple of years ago that like she would hug me and I wouldn't be like, 
uh uh-uh, back up like only a couple years ago she would try to do it and i'm like please stop forcing it this is that it's please stop like oh my gosh and just get mad uncomfortable now that we're in like farther along in our friendship it's okay for me to get affection with her i don't feel whenever like people try to be affectionate or like physical with me i feel like it's um like i'm being attacked if that makes any sense like not so much as like ha ah, like i don't like people touching me <laughs> like it like don't please don't <laughs> yeah i get that i completely get that um and i think it's especially important and i think you know this goes back to what you were saying raven as far as like knowing your boundaries so if you don't want to have sex if you don't want to do anything if you don't you know want any type of um physical anything then being able to be comfortable enough with whoever you're with if that's your partner if that's whatever being able to say and have them respected because that's another thing is you shouldn't be with anybody that's going to try to pressure you and that's not going to respect what you say and honor the fact that you don't want to do anything because that's completely okay and you know having the choice having the option um for me especially is important listening to the other person that you're with is important um for me i'm more sex positive So being able just to communicate, establish boundaries, you know, whatever is needed, Um, making sure that everyone is tested and knows their status and able to communicate their status is very important. Get tested, please, 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 please be in control over your sexual health is one of the most liberating things you could possibly do for yourself. And that means, you know, if you're abstinent, cool. If you don't have sex, cool. If you want to have sex with everybody, cool. If you only want to have sex with your partner, even if you're in monogamous relationships, please go get tested. Because even though... Protect yourself. Yes, protect yourself. Because overall, people are going to do what they want to. And it might be at your expense. Yeah, protect yourself and protect other people. You know, like, I think we need more of that in 2021. Protect yourself and protect other people. Because if you don't, then, I mean, you end up like, (laughs) we were just talking about that guy that I was seeing who obviously, you know, I thought cared a lot about me, regardless of friendship or relationship. And it turns out like, you get so surprised when you see that they didn't care for you as much as you cared for them. And that's really unfortunate, but in all reality, you have to protect yourself as well. You know, that's why, you know, that's why we're saying that essentially. I think it's so interesting because, you know, I feel like, you know, I say I'm sex negative primarily because I think a lot of my thoughts about sex are surrounding intercourse, which for me in the past has been something that has been rather uncomfortable. I mean, like we're talking basic, you know, body functions, et cetera, et cetera. That makes me kind of uncomfortable. Now, I know that 
there's some unpacking about like how we shame our own bodies for the things that they do. It is natural to like have human bodily functions and we have to recognize that. But also at the same time, you know, what is pleasure versus pain? And I find that, you know, if I'm going to take some type of action for someone else, I want, well, let me just reflect on that for a second. I think for me personally, when I start to think about sex, I think that this is for the other person. I take me out of it. I take my pleasure out of it to prioritize theirs. It is my way of showing them that I care about them. I'm giving them passion by having them pleasured. And I think I am pleasured off of them being pleasured. Does that make sense? But there's no pleasure for Yeah, me. I was going to ask you if, if, does that give you pleasure? Because that's... I feel like that's in a course as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so strange. And like, I never really hear people talk about that because I think I hear a lot of people, especially in the gay community on, you know, both sides of the top or bottom question that say that they receive pleasure from, you know, whatever position that they put themselves in. And I don't think that I have found pleasure in either um i'm just gonna say the the top or bottom question whenever lesbians say it i get so confused because it's just like both of y'all have vaginas y'all rolling around y'all are both top and bottom please stop it that don't make no sense <laughs> wait data do you have any comments i was just about to say so the thing is a lot of people <laughs> um you know, instead of being fully like, are you dominant? Are you submissive? Are you this? Are you that? Do you like both? Are you verse? Like a lot of people just use the slang for it instead. At least in my experience, that's how a lot of people communicate. Because especially if they want to fulfill a certain role, and I say want to fulfill a certain role, um, or if that's the role that they're comfortable with, then that's what a lot of people would rather um, communicate essentially with the world as to what they would like instead of focusing on just the act of sex or what is sex and encompassing everything. Because a lot of people also view sex as just penetration which is another problematic thing or a means to get to an orgasm, which is another problematic thing because it's about the experience of whoever you're with and you don't necessarily have to love the person in my perspective. It's that you're there sharing that moment with that person. And for me, that's one of the closest things that you can do to get to God. So it's just like, here we are. And so it's about intimacy for me, it's about intimacy and I don't necessarily have to be in love. It's great when it is. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm saying that like I know what it's about. Uh, <laughs> I feel like people don't, at least people in our age, don't talk about intimacy, intimacy enough because I think I would prefer that more over sex like and it's like the little things like if I cook you this one specific meal 
Like I told this girl, I said, if I cook you this meal, it's going down. <laughs> and it's just oh, no. <laughs> what is the meal? I want to know. I'm nosy now. So so okay. and black eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Honey, make me a gumbo. You get it. You get it all. Get all of it. Make me a gumbo. So, wait, do you really want to know the meal? Yes. <laughs> oh, so it's this Italian meal. It's called aglio y olio, right? Which basically just translates into oil and garlic. And, like, if you're thinking in your head, like, this is not an intimate meal. It has oil and garlic in it. But it's, like, the simplest ingredients. The simplest ingredients. Noodles, oil, garlic, some parsley, and if you're feeling real fancy and spicy, some red pepper flakes and lemon. Seven ingredients. Seven ingredients. But it makes... <laughs> I feel like David's about to write this down. <laughs> but it makes the most fantastic <laughs> meal, but it's all about, like, technique and, like, focusing. Like, it's, a, it's one of the, like, it's simple ingredients, but it's difficult to master and it's difficult to make. <laughs> made it for myself I thought it was pretty good made it for my parents they're like okay this is really good and then like I started perfecting it um but it's like it's one of those meals where it's a labor of love like it has to be like you got to perfect that junk (laughs) so if I make you that if I make you that yes (laughs) so some going down (laughs) it's something and that's I feel like another thing that's left out of the conversation is like, number one, I'm an intimacy hoe. I love me yes. some intimacy. That is oh top tier, top tier. So like cooking for somebody, cooking with your person, like even, you know, watching a movie that you both wanted to watch or even if one of you wanted to watch, shout out to Shabay. But like all these things... <laughs> Like they all, you know, are done with the intent to get to know your partner better or spend quality time or, you know, just as a, you know, show of like, I appreciate you and being, you know, telling is one thing, but also demonstrating like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here with me is so important. And so many times it's left out of conversation completely. Because if you don't appreciate your partner and if you don't so I'm not saying that they're going to get up and leave or anything, but that is <laughs> Barry. Barry has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are room, there is room for improvements right there because, you know, you don't want to be treated just like you're disposable. Because if you're in a relationship, you're supposed to be bettering one another and being there and experiencing this wild thing called life. And, you know, you want your person to feel like they're your person, ultimately. So here's my question with that. What if it is just a hookup? What if there's no love attached? What if there's no relationship attached to it? Can you have that same sense of intimacy from from a sexual encounter? Yes, For me, the answer is yes. And the thing is, is that we don't have to make it necessarily anything else than what it is. 
But mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm going to like throw you out in the street without breakfast or something. I can still show that I appreciate you and like, you know, have, <laughs> you know, human Give them beings. a whole bag. Right. Just like throw you in the whole bag out. Like, no, like we can still be human towards each other. And I feel like that's also another thing that is so stigmatized within like hookup culture or within people in general is that you just have to be a complete dick to someone after y'all have had sex. And that's not the case. Like you can still be a human. Did you see on Twitter, they had this one dude, um, he, the, uh, this girl went over to this dude's house to hook up. And um, when she woke up, there was like, a little bag of supplies <laughs> like cleaning stuff like snacks you saw it yes i love that idea yeah like a You're whole kidding. no he like set up a whole supply like a whole supply thing like <laughs> he even like included vaginal wipes and and i thought in my head i'm like you know a lot of things i think a lot of people's lives would be easier would would function a lot easier if you know people like that dude just showed some decency and maybe did the same that's thing. respect that's yeah, real respect it's right just there. being a decent person just being a decent person and i think that's what is left out of hookup culture oh you have to be this cold callous person to hook up with somebody no you don't you 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 just have to be an okay person <laughs> that's it just an okay person i want to talk to that guy can we find that guy <laughs> Can we invite that guy on the podcast? <laughs> be like I am gay. But like, how? Oh, yeah. Who raised you? you you're a fine boy. <laughs> fine boy. You are a fine boy. I've been listening to a lot of Jesus and Jalof, so I have like a Nigerian accent constantly going in my head. <laughs> I think that's so interesting, y'all. So I think for the next podcast, like Dana said, let's talk about these love languages. I'm also interested, Dana. Have y'all taken this BDSM quiz? <laughs> a bdsm quiz so actually quiz? it's oh yes absolutely. it's like it's like half bdsm and half trying to understand like your relationship with things like uh role play or like things like in the gay community we have a lot of especially in the you know the male gay community a lot of people that identify with the puppy community and like the pet community so it's exploring all of those things the daddy mommy relationship the son and daughter relationship I all this I'm stuff vanilla is hell and it's all that is also on the quiz so, <laughs> so i have done both of these quizzes recently well within the last year and it's really interesting to like explore it and i actually had a conversation with someone that i I used to see back in the day where we, I went through this quiz with them and I told them like, here are the things that I really like based off of this quiz that I completely agree with. Here's where you are missing the mark. And this is why we can't do this, <laughs> which sounds, which sounds kind of mean. It wasn't in a mean way, but it's it was to, to say, yes, it, it's exactly what it is. Essentially. It's about making sure that, I can take this piece of communication and communicate effectively with potential partners or with current partners to yes. say, Hey, this is what I really like. You know, are you open to this? Are you not open to this? What does your quiz look like? Let's talk about it so that we can make sure that we're getting this out of this relationship. And using so that an idea. 
Oh, you go ahead. I was about to say, just using that as a jump off point, because even though it might seem accurate, there's still room for, you know, growth, movement, change, depending on. So you're supposed to be able to, you know, take it, you know, like every few years, whatever. Um, But not using that necessarily as the end all be all, but being able to say, like, this is what my quiz looks like. What does your quiz look like? Let's be able to see what we are willing to try. What are we not willing to try? What do you feel comfortable with? What do I feel comfortable with? Does this feel nice? And being able to even have that conversation during the act of sex, being able to say, like, is this working for you? Is it not? Does this feel good? You know, do you, is it okay if I touch you? Is it this okay? Like being able to stay in constant communication with your partner at that moment so i was about to say a joke so (laughs) so i have a i have a i have a group message with like three of my other friends and they are like not forcing me it's just a running joke that hey when we all move out together right you're gonna be in your whole phase not that's not me that's just not my ministry but it occurred to me like if i'm really in this whole phase i ought to take this quiz blow it up frame it put it in my bedroom like hey do you see this? This is what I am willing to do. Are you cool with this? No. The door. <laughs> this is point A. Point A. <laughs> Let's read together, shall we? <laughs> I am vanilla. <laughs> I'm into it. So let's do that for next time. This is all really exciting. Oh, Thanks so much for having this conversation with me. What? What? Are we sharing our quizzes? Is that what you were saying? I haven't t- next week. I haven't taken my quiz. Oh, we're talking sh- about the love languages quiz. No, I mean, we could do the. We're quiz. talking about to. both. Both. <laughs> Thank you, people. All it is okay. Well, look. How about we share what we're comfortable with? Yeah. Look, Dana, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> <laughs> look, put it in the group chat, and we will go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exiting that part. <laughs> keep it. Just keep it. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'll show you mine if you show me yours for sure. <laughs> um, so, song of the week. Yeah. We yeah. We want the song of the week. Okay. Um, so, hold up. So, song of the week. Huh? I thought you called us whores for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, hold up. Oh, no, that's reserved for, like, Corey and Lindsay. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> we call each other that. It's 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 our love language. <laughs> Insulting us. <laughs> Insulting each other. What's that? Love language. Um, but the song of the week, Dana's really going to appreciate this. It's called um, Slow Down. Let me double check. Called Slow Down by Maverick Saber. Is it Saber? Yes. Uh, Maverick <laughs> Saber. He's uh he's a British dude. He's a British singer. Um, and it's featuring Georgia Smith. Uh I love Georgia Smith. And I also love Maverick. Um, really, Maverick has the only way that I could equate in, the only like reason why I can like keep going back to Maverick it's like he's a male Amy Winehouse like his voice the raspiness his tone he doesn't have as much power as Amy 
but he definitely like has that tone, that rasp, the production. Um, and so Georgia Smith, you know, she fine. Not only that, <laughs> not only that, but she can like she she has like a really really good tone. Um, she's like I don't want to say she's an avocado singer. You know those those singers who be like avocados and bananas, like just kind of you know like you know what. <laughs> but it, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like as much as I love SZA, SZA is an avocado singer. Uh, so she's not. She's not an avocado singer in that. I mean, she is, but she has a lot more power than most of them. And so when you just combine the two, that is a song that I did not know I needed. And it's such a great song. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'm trying to get over avocado singer. I just don't get it. But, but like you know, they be like eating avocado toast when they record their sessions. You know, <laughs> I have to go. I'm sorry, but uh, but it's called "Slow Down" by Maverick Saber and Georgia Smith. It's off his uh, latest album release called "When I Wake Up." Well, I don't know what is the deal. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't listened to the full thing. Please go listen to him because he deserves his flowers too right now. All his flowers. All the flowers. Go listen to his first fire. Yeah. And on a different subject, we, we could get into Daniel Merriweather because I feel like that is, that is a, that is a person. (laughs) That is a person who not only wasn't given enough money and play to release more music after that first album, because that first album is just, Ah, chef's Get kiss. Get with Adele? Mwah, so water in a flame? Water in a flame? Who My clothes smell that? like cigarettes and they used to smell like you? What? Impossible. Wish that could... Oh, he said, wish that I could let you go, but it only intensifies the pain. Yeah. Oh, oh, me. What? That is me. Oh my God. Like I wish Daniel Merriweather could get his flowers too, but I also want him to get his coins so he could produce more music. Like I think the last time he released, he released a single sometime last year, like early in the quarantine. Um, but when I looked at the, like the song credits, he wasn't signed to anybody anymore. I think he what? released it indie. I think so. I like I could double check. But like, who put out Stop Me? Because that still is a bop. It was okay. That one was on Mark Ronson. Stop me is yeah. Mark Ronson produced that. Daniel uh, Daniel Merriweather sang it. You know now that you say I can hear it all over, but like, mm-hmm. Valerie, that's a Mark Ronson joint, right? No, but he he went indie and he released uh he released a single yeah like early in the quarantine like April last year, and I listened to it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I just need him to drop a full album because oh, I got to go listen in. I was listening to Stop Me and I was listening to uh, Impossible. He didn't have to go so hard. Chainsaw, Impossible. <laughs> people are sleep on, here's the thing, people are sleep on that song that he had with Wale. That was a good song. That was a good song. 
That was also Water in the Flame. Like that whole album was Love and War. Yeah. <sighs> oh my God. Oh my gosh, giving everything away for free. For free. Um, so yes, song of the week is Slow Down by Maverick Saber and Georgia Smith. Um, an additional note, if y'all have not heard of Daniel Merriweather, look him up. He's the bomb.com. And yes. his album Love and War is just ah, Chef's Kiss. Uh I'm looking forward to listening. <laughs> the, heart, the heart is what got me. Thank y'all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Rainbow Bunch Podcast. Tune in next week where we will talk about love language and maybe the BDSM test. You never know. <laughs> um, but we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Stitcher, CastBox. So if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please rate us, comment. We're here for all the feedback. And if you're on Spotify and don't know how to give us any feedback, you can email us at rainbowbunchpodcast at gmail.com. On the last one, I said the wrong email and I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, email us again at rainbowbunchpodcast at gmail.com it will all be in the description at the bottom and follow us on Instagram and Twitter because we're dope on there yeah yeah love y'all <laughs> I was love saying, you. Love you. you know give yourself grace take some time for yourself do something that has to do with self care and then wash your hands and wear your mask. Wash your hands and wear your mask. That's all I'm asking. That is genuinely all I'm asking. Oh, but also remember yes. and never, ever, ever forget the Lord gives strength to people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Oh, amen. 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 Yes. Amen. And on that note, stay colorful. Bye. 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 Bye.